0: So Today's podcast looks into why people may take performance hunting drugs, and this is relevant to the current John Jones and Alex- Alexander Gustafsson fight in UFC two three two, and based on John Jones's history or allegations of drug use in the UFC. So he was previously revoked of his license and also charged with a two hundred five thousand dollar fine in July two thousand seventeen after finding finding uh, metabolite in which is an anabolic steroid to help increase strength, lean muscle size, or lean muscle mass, and also to increase levels of free testosterone in the body. So, th- because of this past- because of this, there's high controversy in the fight that's coming up tonight as well. So, this podcast is not just to outline what's happened and also highlighting the controversy of what's a- to occur, but to try to explain why an athlete may take performance-enhancing drug. So this is a taboo subject and people don't like talking about it that are professional athletes but research has looked into the attitudes and beliefs and also knowledge of doping in the sport. So Rente Sanchez and Zabala in 2013 had a literature review where they just basically reviewed the research into doping in sport and Explaining why some people may start doping, and they found that three main reasons were given to why someone may use performance dancing drugs. One being to achieve athletic success, another being to improve recovery from injury, and lastly, preventing nutritional deficiencies. So, additional research backs up these claims or were used in their literary review to highlight why some people may take performance dancing drugs. So, one being to obviously help increase success and also the financial gain so as much as sport is for success it's also to put money in the athletes pockets as well and also to help the organization rack in more numbers more people to come in to see certain performances as well but interestingly so struggle the tower in 2002 found that this is less reported a benefit of taking performance enhancing drugs, or so a reason for it is to increase their self-confidence and also to achieve social recognition. So with this recognition as well is the fact that people will be viewed differently in the public due to their performance as a result of taking the drug, and also increase their self-confidence because they believe, maybe within the physical domain, that they're able to, um, in UFC standards or MMA uh, related topics of being able to punch quicker Uh, have more power um, increase their endurance as well so this psychological component also goes alongside the performance physical benefit of taking performance hunting drugs another reason why could be the relationships that that athletes have with coaches and with other people so this was found by Pitchatel in 2007 so this was reported by only 5.1 and 6.5 percent of the participants used but it really highlights the fact that the social circuit that we have or the significant others or support network we have around us their attitudes and beliefs can also impact our own attitudes and beliefs towards doping as well so that athletes that are around people who may have more of a positive view on performance enhancing drugs may result in the player or the athlete actually taking performance enhancing drugs. Another study found by Nippo in 2005 in elite junior track and field athletes is that it was used to protect health, so this is not seeing it as just something to improve the performance but something to help maintain um, their well-being, their physical well-being as well so something more outside performance so this, also, so, this was protecting health and also enhancing their immune system as well. But interestingly, interestingly, so, uh, Lentanon, and Castaner, sorry, Lentinon, Castaner, and Carstairs in 2010 found within young elite Swiss cyclists that their view of performance enhancing drugs differed depending on what expert level the athlete was in. So they found that as an amateur it was more frowned upon to use performance enhancing drugs but when someone became professional they saw it as something essential in order to continue their cycling career so viewing the fact that as an amateur you shouldn't be taking performance housing drugs because as an expert or as a pro it's harder to be in that level and to compete at that level without performance-hunting drugs, then it means that they're more likely to take it in order to continue their cycling career and their athletic career. And finally, an interesting view is the goals that we set have an impact on what we do in order to reach that goal. So what I mean by that is people who are more focused towards performance and have a mentality of win at all costs are more likely to take the drugs because... This drug is helping them achieve that goal, so it's nothing that will hinder their progress or their attainment of the goal, but it's more an asset to them. However, people who are more focused on the process so really want to have the satisfaction of mastering the skill on their own with their natural ability, using the old philosophy of just hard work and sweat, they're more or they're less likely to actually engage in doping. But An additional point is the fact that people or athletes may think that other athletes are using performance enhancing drugs, so when they think someone else is using performance enhancing drugs, then that may somewhat make them more likely to take the drugs because they think, if I'm the only one not taking drugs, then I'm at a disadvantage, but if someone else is taking drugs, and I am as well, then we're on a level playing field. This was found by Uvasek et al. in 2011, and... This can really highlight the fact that what we're exposed to in terms of who do we know is taking drugs and what social support network that we know of people taking drugs and what attitudes they have towards drugs may have an impact on our beliefs and our attitudes towards drugs and well. And also taking on their ideologies and really thinking that if somebody is going to take drugs, then surely I should as well to make sure that everything's fair. Otherwise, I'll be the only one at disadvantage and I'll get essentially nothing from it so in order to move forward from this as well what could help stop people from um, having such positive views or attitudes towards doping could be an increased knowledge of doping so what drugs there are what are the side effects what are the effects of the drugs as well because uh, Petrosky and Eidman in 2009 found that there was a bit of a lack of access for knowledge about doping and the side effects of it so they found that 63.2 percent of athletes actually had access to anti-doping information so if you think about it it's hard to know that you shouldn't take drugs without knowing why so it's essentially like someone just constantly telling you don't do this don't do that but if they don't tell you why then you're not really going to internalize the value or you won't integrate into your attitude system or belief system to why you shouldn't because you don't actually know why you shouldn't do it so each drug obviously has different side effects and um yeah different side effects and also different effects on the body so actually knowing what it does and also why it's a bad thing can really help and solidify where people stand in terms of whether they think doping should be in sport whether it shouldn't be in sport so hopefully you enjoyed that little talk about performance enhancing drugs and maybe can explain why if it was the case that john jones purposely took performance enhancing drugs not in this fight but the fights before then it can help people understand why other athletes may take the drug because it's not always just black and white it's not always that people go in to take drugs because they're cheating some first of all may have just been tested with the drug by being given a false supplement others are quite prone to the pressures of other people both within the sport because being in sport is quite a competitive field so it's not as easy to progress in the sport without taking certain supplements or certain drugs but also it could be a mislabelling of certain um, supplements so someone may think that they're taking a a bcaa when it turns out to be terrible so I think things like that are quite easy to mis, uh, misunderstand or to misclassify as well, and the fact that, like I said before, just because someone takes drugs doesn't mean that they always necessarily take it, but then there's also other reasons for it. So like I said, increase health, increase energy to promote the mood function, so it's not always just a performance specific function of taking the drugs, but everyone has a, or some people may have different reasons for why they have taken the drug. So, yeah, this is just to help people view why people may take performance-hunting drugs differently, and also just really consider different sides of the story and why different people may take different performance arts and drugs.